Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Jean-Marie Schiller-McGinnis has been nominated for an Animal Game Changer Award, and I am so happy that Jean-Marie has made time in her schedule to meet with me this morning via Zoom and help all of you understand the incredible work that she's doing and more about her platform. So Jean-Marie, congratulations on your nomination and welcome. Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here and I'm so happy to meet you as well. So wonderful. So I know a little bit about what you do and the passion behind it, but some of our readers and listeners may not. So if you would be so kind as to back up and talk a little bit about how your initiative came about, that would be fantastic. Well, Hearts That Purr Feline Guardians is a a niche rescue. We focus our efforts entirely on senior and geriatric kitties who become homeless due to the terminal illness, incapacitation, or death of their owners. Um, From my past experience in the feline cat uh, rescue world, I realized that older cats have a harder time when they wind up in a shelter. And the ones who wind up there because their owners passed away and nobody wanted them, they always have the hardest of times. And, and um, they have a, it's difficult to find new homes for them because people always want the young, healthy kitties. A lot of times the seniors come with some old age related issues. And um, so they end up spending probably the rest of their life in a shelter. And, And oftentimes I did see firsthand that they tend to get so depressed, they shut down and may even die. And I just felt like there had to be a better way. So um, back in 2013, I decided that I was going to start um, a specialized care home for these elderly kitties who become homeless due to the passing of their owners. And I wanted to make sure that um, some, some could be adopted if they're healthy. Others who had chronic or terminal illness would have a proper and loving home for them for the rest of their life. And as it, they would have had, had their owners, you know, been around for them. And um, quite frankly, it, it was really, it came down to myself, actually, when I asked myself what would happen to my own special needs and elderly cats if something happened to my husband and I, because it's a rude awakening when you think about there's not necessarily somebody who's going to be there for them, who will take care of them and love them the way you did. And um, it became obvious to me that there were no alternatives out there to a traditional shelter for these special homes. And I thought there should be, and I would create one. If people thought I was crazy, then so be it. At least I tried, but if not, then perhaps there are other people who were in the same boat as I was and who were very worried about, you know, what would happen to their kitty if, if it should outlive them. And, um, and then I can help others and their cats along the way. So that's, that's what we did. That's how it got started. And I'm so happy to say that since then, um, we've helped, we've helped many kitties. We've also helped many humans as well. Yeah. Amazing. And a little bit like how, um, 
I feel, and I'm sure you do too, that sometimes our senior humans get forgotten. I don't want to say discarded, but sometimes when we become very, very, very old, we don't necessarily have anyone advocating for us. And that is certainly true of some humans. And and that is true of many, many older senior geriatric cats whose owners have transitioned. They end up, I think a lot of people from even in my own family, people, older people are not aware that they're going to get acutely sick, of course. And so they, I think they would have planned if they would have known that they were going to fall down, break a hip, whatever, but you, you don't know those things. So suddenly they're in a situation or sudden death. Suddenly there's a lot of kitties in a lot of shelters that are profoundly stressed. I just think about my shelter experience of 15 years, and this is terrible to say, but all of those cats were euthanized, all of them, kitties over 12, 14 at most, just, it was automatically assumed that they would not find homes and they were taking up space. So what a beautiful project you have initiated and clearly out of a massive need. It's a massive need. So can you talk a little bit about how this, how this works? Do, do people, do shelters call you and say, Hey, we have an an oldie Uh, or how, 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 how have you acquired some of your senior kitties or kitties with, you know, older kitties with special needs? How, How do they come to you? So some cats come to us through our feline guardian lifetime care program. And that is when the owner has prearranged for the cat to come to us. And usually it is, um, people should do this when they're well, but we deal primarily with people who have been diagnosed with a terminal illness. So they know their time is limited. So they make arrangements with us to guarantee intake when the time comes. Um, and, through that program and through public donations, we actually are able to rescue less fortunate elderly cats who find themselves um, in a, a shelter or are looking to be rehomed by a family member who cannot keep them, you know, after someone's passed. And so we will rescue those cats from the community when we have a space available. And um, so we, we get, we hear about them through Facebook. We, get phone calls, emails, somebody, you know, knows about us from someone else. Sometimes veterinarians know about us and, you know, perhaps their client is passed on a family member looks to a veterinarian to see if they can find some help. And, you know, they don't know what to do with this older cat. And, and sadly, like you said, a lot of these cats are euthanized, even though it's not their time because people don't have options. And, you know, and it's not that they're evil. It's just that nobody wants to see a terrified elderly cat die in a shelter when, you know, maybe people feel it's better to just take care of that themselves. Um, It's, you know, but those are the different ways people, you know, know about us and they might find us online. And, um, and then we just, you know, we base on the number of kitties we can care for at any point in time. And also the, the type of cat um, we, we tend to focus on the cats that are very elderly, meaning geriatric, you know, 15 or older. Um, we tend to focus on the cats that already have a pre-existing condition like renal disease, um, or uh, they may have cancer or hypothyroidism, a lot of the old age illnesses of kitties, and they're not going to do well if they end yeah. up in a shelter, no. even the best shelters in the world. But yeah. um, so we focus on those because we can help them the most. That is amazing. What, what is inspiring to me is I hope that, 
I mean, there's a need for this in every community. There really, there really is. And how inspiring if people listening or hearing this could recognize, you know what, that is not available in my area, but we need something like this. And how how wonderful that you are helping people preemptively, proactively think about this and even allow for them to be able to plan for it through your guardian program. What a fantastic way to bring peace of mind to elderly people or people even in, in hospice care. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, I think for many people, they, they may have, their only companion might be their cat. Um, and, and what I say really applies to com- all companion animals, because yeah. this is a, a similar issue for people with dogs. Um, though I personally feel dogs, it's easier to rehome an older dog when someone passes than a cat. But, um, but, but there is such a need for an organization like this. And one of the things that prompted me to, you know, develop my idea was, you know, thinking if something happened to my mother and she needed assisted living home or nursing home or a hospice, there are options out there for humans and, but not for our companion animals. And I personally have always felt like my cats are family members, you know, they're, they are my children. I, I am responsible for their care. If I'm out of the picture, what happens to them? Um, And so you know, there aren't places like that for our companion animals. And I hope to inspire people with Hearts That Purr because we're really a small organization because our focus is on individual one-on-one care for these cats for the last part of their lives. But um, but this is something other people can do. And, and this is something that other people can, um, they can do in their communities. They can, they can use this. I consider us like an extension of the rescue community because you know, the big shelters, they rescue all kinds of, of animals. They spay and neuter and try to find new homes for them. We focus on those those kitties that probably would not leave their yeah. shelter. So I always feel if we can take a kitty out of a shelter like that yes. into our retirement home, that leaves space to rescue another for that other organization. Um, yeah. It's just it's just like a little extension of the rescue Gosh. community. And we need homes like this for our elderly companion animals in every city, really. And um, I hope it's a time. I think that it's an idea that's catching on and we're going to see more. Well, and certainly every shelter in Humane Society in the U.S., if there was a program like this, where when these geriatric uh, Mm -hmm. kitties came in, that there was something available, of course they would happily participate. So it's really wonderful that you've kind of set the stage. You've kind of done a flagship program that other people can learn from if they wanted to, to consider doing this. It's wonderful. I can't imagine all of the heartwarming, really life-changing stories that you could tell. I'm sure that you, we could spend a, an eight-hour podcast talking about that. But when you wake up in the morning, Jean-Marie, what, what's, what do you love most about the work that you're doing here? Well, of course, uh, you know, there's so many different things. And, and we do this primarily with volunteers. So, so it's the yeah. people that are are committed to this, especially with when kitties are with us, potentially for a short time. Um, it's, that's hard to deal with, but, um, I have wonderful volunteers and, and I, I guess aside from the, my volunteers, the most important thing to me is when we get a new kitty in, who's just lost their person, they've lost their home, they've lost everything they know, and they're already older and they may not feel well. Um, I know the risks of those kitties shutting down and giving up 
Uh, but we work so hard to make sure that doesn't happen. And when we can see that cat come around and start to trust us and start to come out and explore their new surrounding, I always feel like they tell, they're like telling me, this is not my home and you're not my mom, but you're pretty good. I think yeah. I like it here. And you know, and then they, they go on to live a happy life for whatever's left. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the cat aspect. But the other thing that really is the most important is when we're actually helping humans in many cases, even more than the cats. And when I work with the person who's terminally ill to plan for their pet, or, or sometimes I get a call from a social worker to go to someone who's in hospice that's dying and has said they have a cat at home and there's nobody there to help them. When, if I could tell that person who's a stranger to me that their cat is going to be okay, yeah. we're going to yeah. take good care of it for them, for them, to give that person that peace of mind to pass is you can't even explain it. And who would have thought, you know, that we'd be helping people more (laughs) than the kitties. So I think that's a very beautiful, it's beautiful. It it's just what an amazing gift you're giving to people and to kitties both. It's just wonderful. I love it. You I'm sure have had um, a lot of, your own life lessons that you have uh, been gifted through you developing this platform. If you could share one thing with the pet loving or animal loving community, what would it be? Well, aside from consider adopting seniors, yes. <laughs> the main thing is, is plan for your companion animals, no matter what you have, no matter how many family members or friends you have. The the biggest mistake a person can make is to assume that if something happens to you, that there will be a friend, a family member, or a kind stranger that's going to come in and save the day and take care of your cat or dog or, you know, whatever companion animal you have. Because I have seen from experience, it's not true. In fact, it's the norm that your cat will be left, you know, with the future hanging in limbo. So I tell people, think about what will happen to your cat if something happens to you. Write a plan. Talk to whoever you think you would like to take care of your cat. Make sure they're willing to take on the responsibility. If not, talk to somebody else and get a backup. That's always good because things change. And last, set some funds aside to take care of your pet because you don't want that to be a burden on someone else and have your pet end up in a shelter anyway. So it's so simple. Do this while you're well. Write down information that anybody would need to know about your kitty or dog, whatever, um, what they need to take care of them, what they need to know about them, their vet records. Make sure there's somebody they are ready to step into your shoes and take care of your, um, your beloved companion animal because there's nobody's guaranteed what tomorrow is. And our, our companion animals depend on us for everything. And, and we do everything for them. And even the most spoiled pampered pet could end up in a shelter if their owner passes and there's nobody there for them. So make a plan, you know, do it, scribble it down, find a person and, and maybe a backup as a reputable organization, you know, like ours. I know there are other organizations around the country that have similar, you know, pre-arranged programs. So look into all of those, look, um, you know, and see what's best for you and, and yeah. do this for your pet. That's, really, that's <laughs> it's really important advice. It's, and you know, those are things I think a lot of people don't plan because subconsciously it doesn't feel good to be planning. No. And yet, like you said, 
well-loved animals can end up in the shelter in the blink of an eye. And, and that is not what their guardian, their mama or their dad would ever want. So just assuring the right steps are being taken will should provide us as guardians profound peace of mind. So it's really important information. So if people wanted to learn more, if people are wildly inspired, hopefully by listening to what you're doing and want to learn more, get in contact with you, Jean-Marie, how would people go about finding you? Um, so you can check us out on our website, which is um, heartsthatpur.org. And you can learn about our programs um, and our guardian program there, ideas for planning about your pets. We even have emergency uh, cards that you can print out off our website that would let people know in an emergency you have a pet at home um, and who to call to take care of it. So you can do that at the very least. Post it on your fridge, keep it in your wallet. Um, the other thing is we're on Facebook. We post pictures of our resident kitties, our kitties that are in foster homes, some of their stories. Um, and that's Hearts That Purr, Feline Guardians on Facebook and Instagram as well. We love our kitties. We love to share pictures of them. And, and everybody loves to keep up with the kitties. So um, that's how you can find out about us. And feel free, you can reach out through our website as well if you want more information or any questions. I'm happy to help. Perfect. Well, I can see why you were so lovingly and excitedly nominated for this Game Changer Award, and you deserve all of those nominations. What amazing work you're doing in touching the lives of the kitties that are blessed to be able to enter your program. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. And um, good luck with all of your work, getting the word out about all these wonderful um, animal rescuers. I've loved watching the videos on your website of others. Uh, good. Recognition. I'm so proud to be among them. Thank you. Dr. Yeah. Dr.